0: Episode 58 of The Brian Oak Show, recording in the Smart Start MN studio in the heart of South Minneapolis, right here on Chicago and 48th. This is a fun little place. It's somewhere between a dorm room and a broom closet.
1: Yeah, that's that's accurate, except, except for it's about 80 degrees in here. It is. It's way too warm. I,
0: I don't know if someone like decided, oh, it's fine. Let's just not. Wor- let, we'll turn off the furnace. We won't worry about the AC. And it's also really, despite the fact that it's cooler today, very humid. And I hate dinosaur weather. So I'm I'm taking this mellowness for right now. But I'll be honest, I'm. Oh, I was going to use one of my grandpa's old phrases. And I don't <laughs> know if I can say it. Schwitzing? No, sweating like a whore in church? Yeah, you can Can say that. Can you say that? Yeah, you can. Okay. Okay, well, you know, there used to be a time, I spent 25 years having to worry about what I said, and now I can say, all those racists are fuck faces. Now I can say that. I'm so sorry. Tell your dad, Carlos, please not to listen to this show. I thought I wasn't supposed to talk. You're not supposed to talk yet, but all of a sudden I remembered that your dad is a spiritual man and a kind, giving man (laughs) and a man who is probably not going to appreciate his daughter talking to such a crass piece of garbage. Can
2: I tell you, I just realized that he liked one of your most recent posts. Really? Yeah, and so I, when I talked to my dad, I was like, uh, are you friends with Brian Oak on Facebook? And he said, yes. Yeah. And I was like, do you ever see what he <laughs> posts on Facebook? And he was like, no, I don't think the algorithm really, like, it doesn't pop up. And I was like, okay. That's, good, good. Just, okay, leave it that way. Okay, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, that voice right there, I'm going to introduce you to in just a moment. But before we go any further, I do want to take care of our primary sponsor, Smart Start MN. They are the original ignition interlock company here in... Minnesota. And what that means is if you or someone, you know, gets a DWI, you are going to go through unprecedented expense and irritation. You are going to have to show up at so many government offices just to get yourself back on the road. And then there's the waiting. They can help diminish a great deal of that in short order. And again, don't drink and drive. But if it happens, Smart Start MN can get you back on the road sooner than you'd think.
1: Yeah, just go to smartstartmn.com slash show They'll give you 20% off the installation of the Ignition Interlock so you can cruise down the road and enjoy the summer and get to work if you are not furloughed right now.
0: Get your kids to voice lessons, maybe. Sure,
1: that, that's a fantastic idea. Do you know of anybody who gives... Great voice lessons.
0: It turns out I do. You know, I am so excited for a couple reasons today. We've been doing our Checking In series on The Brian Oak Show for a couple months now. No guest has actually come live into the studio until today. But that's because, like many aspects of her personality... She's completely fearless. She is intelligent. She is wildly talented. And I can't believe it's been years since I've seen your face. It's so good to have you here. We'll introduce her in just a moment. But first, let's go ahead and just pay a little tribute, shall we?
3: you is such a lonely ride. The breakup we had has made me lonesome and sad. I realize I love you cause I want
4: you back. Hey, hey. I spent the evening with the radio. We <laughs> did, it, did it get weird? <laughs> <laughs> I thought, I, thought it would just, I thought it
0: would just be a song about like, you know, being back together for the first time in a right. long time, but it sounds a little too romantic, and yeah. it sounds like you're gonna have some explaining to do and I'm gonna have some explaining to do. Ladies and gentlemen, Carrie Noble. Carrie, how are you?
2: Oh, it's so good to see you. Really
0: good to see you. Yeah. Even though I'm sweating openly that this room is so still and so hot that it feels like a perfect little sort of terrarium for coronavirus, doesn't it?
2: Okay. Le- no. Let's not. Okay. All right, let's but I not. will say this. Uh, I have not been on a microphone outside of my own concerts mm-hmm. since I left Cities 97 um, two years ago. Wow. And, um, <clears throat> and I haven't been on air with you in however long it's been since you left, left uh, Cities.
0: Oh my God. Four years ago?
2: So I've heard this podcast yeah. and I have seen your live videos on Facebook, mm-hmm. so it's not like I haven't heard you. Right. But there is something about when they crack the mic (laughs) and all of a sudden you go from oak my friend Right to oak on the radio, yeah. or ra- oak on the podcast, and it is like, oh, there's that voice again. Wow. Okay. And then when you said dinosaur weather, I was like, it's all coming back to
0: me. <laughs> well, so Carrie Noble for has been a professional musician for most of your adult life, yeah, all of my adult, life, your entire yeah. adult life, and so then she started doing. I don't know who got wise to it first. Started doing bits and pieces here and there over on KFan, and we've had a couple members of KFan on the air already, and I still like to go crash their party every once in a while. While and then one day, uh, when I had been doing 11 years of afternoons at Cities 97, our boss, uh, my boss, Lauren McLeish, who to this day remains the single greatest boss I've ever had in my entire life, and
2: one of the greatest people on the planet,
0: just couldn't be kinder, couldn't be better at what she did, just an amazing, amazing individual. Um, she asked me, Hey, would you be willing to go back to mornings? and I thought, Oh,
3: fuck me. <laughs>
0: because getting, you know, I mean, like afternoons, I had gotten bored. You know, doing it by myself wasn't any fun. I, you know, I, it was fun. Oak on the Water was fun. I liked the music. I loved the Studio C performances. Mm-hmm. That was by far my favorite part. Um, and that's really where you and I sort of first met is Oak on the Water and right. Studio C performances. And she's like, well, we've already kind of picked who's going to be on there. And we want to know if you'll go on there with her. And I'm like, who?
2: Which was, by the way, let me just interrupt for one moment. That was such a huge move for her to make that she had chosen me, who was really untested. I'd done some bits on The Power Trip, but I wasn't like a radio person.
0: Well, but if I can also interrupt, your your <laughs> dynamism and your charisma were obvious when you made your appearances on The Power Trip Morning Show.
2: Do you know any radio producers today who would say like, yes, let's on The Morning Show put somebody who's unproven in that capacity... On the air, and let's just go
0: with it. Well, I mean... It, I, do,
2: I feel like that's just a testament to Lauren being able to see uh, what could be and to trust that if she put me with someone who was capable of knowing the ins and outs of the industry and mm-hmm. of radio, then we'd be fine. And she was right. And yeah. then we
4: both quit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, but I mean, th- that was Lauren's gift, right? Yeah. Lauren Lauren had vibe and subtlety and nuance, and unfortunately... And heart. And, and, but Cities 97 lived long enough to get into an era where those things were no longer important, which ultimately cost her her job, then you and I were working there, and you sent me a text this morning that was... <laughs> it was very insightful because you said, basically, you and I are primarily responsible for the other leaving cities 97. Yeah. We did that for four years. By the way, I just flipped through that book the other day, uh, Four Years Hot Tears, mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> there were more hot tears. Uh, Sean, Sean's not, Sean will not be surprised... How many episodes out of the last 10 do you think that I've at least shed a tear? It's got to be 9
2: out of 10. Oh, you're a weeper. I am a
0: weeper. I I know. I just, I've kind of come to realize one of the things about getting older is not only do you care less about what other people think, but you become more comfortable in your own skin. And again, I don't want to be upset. I don't want to be sad. But there's something about...
2: Are you sure? (laughs) There's Honest something about deep. that intensity of emotion
0: that I really kind of dig, and so yeah. I don't—I'm not embarrassed by crying. I don't you mind crying. Be. Yeah, no. Get um, it after it, but when you let's <laughs> <laughs> we'll just make him cry the rest of the oh, show. Yeah.
2: I'm building up to it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, trust me, you're doing more
0: than building up to it. I'm sure you brought a couple. You're bringing both barrels at some point mm. here. Um, but what you meant was by us being primary. So you and I were working together, and we were on a good roll. We were yes. doing a really good job. Numbers were good. You and I enjoyed each other's company. And Oh, was so fun. We were doing a really, really good thing, and then The Current reached out to me, the local public radio, alternative music thing, and I didn't call them back.
2: Well, Uh, hold on, though. We were on a roll. We were really enjoying it, but then Lauren... Our, our was let go.
0: The best boss we ever had got fired. and We got a new boss. Yeah. We
2: didn't all see eye to eye.
0: No, we did not.
2: And so you and I lived in a bubble that was really fun. Yeah. But outside of that bubble within the company, it was not fun.
0: That's a very important part of the story, too, yeah. because losing Lauren... It changed the heart. Yes. You know, and then when the city sampler suddenly sort of evaporated, mm-hmm. right? And they're like, Well, why isn't this working anymore? And I mean they took it really personally. It's yeah. like, Well, because Lauren had touch and there was a way that she and like you said, heart and if you don't play the Studio C performances on the air no one knows what the hell the sampler is, right? I mean, ch- things changed rapidly, and that's why they got rid of her, because they were trying to use it. This is some boring inside baseball here, but they were trying to use it as a flank on KS95 so the KDWB could proceed untethered.
2: Oh, my God. Are we doing this? Are just we talking? Just for a second. Just to. for a second. You have
0: to. Because, because that's why they fired her. There's no way around that simple truth, and in losing her... City's lost its heart. There mm-hmm. were still good people that worked there, mm-hmm. and it still mattered, but you were exactly right. It lost its heart for years. Not only just because was she impressive just because she was a woman in an entirely male-dominated yeah. world, she was really good at what she did, mm-hmm. and she was good to her people. And so things changed there, and so then when I got the call from The Current, I thought about it, and I didn't call them back. Because yeah. when things first changed there, I had actually reached out to them, and they ignored me. <laughs> and I told you about it, and I said... I'm not going to call them. And you're like, you have to call them. And I said, no, because what's going to happen, Carrie, is they're going to offer me my dream job and then I'm going to leave you. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened.
2: But I told you, what did I say? When you told me that, I said, yeah, well, but you have to follow your joy or your heart. Yes, yes, yes. And that was, I mean, the current was much more in line with what you love and your heart.
0: I'm a big Charlie Puth guy. (laughs) (laughs)
4: don't knock him by the way I'm not even I'm not
0: saying he's not talented but Cities 97 changed so radically
2: it changed so much and you were just yeah you needed to go where you could play the music that either A spoke to you or B at least was in the culture of what spoke to you And I don't want to be the guy who's holding you back from that. But
0: see, you weren't holding me back. I, I, You know, the music to me was always secondary. I'll be honest. There was plenty of stuff when I first started Cities. Hell, even going back to Rev 105 that I did not love. To me, it was not about the music representing me. I like, as this is going to come as a huge shock to both of you, I like jabbering into a microphone. What? <laughs> mm. <laughs> and so that's Talk why even when the music changed, even when our management changed, even when it was significantly less of a family than it had been before, mm. I still didn't disenjoy it. And But then, you know, you get offered your dream job and how do you say no? So I don't is feel disenjoy like...
2: disenjoy you... a word?
1: Now it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, unen- unenjoyment? I don't... <laughs> Or you can just say I didn't enjoy it anymore Can I, <laughs> can
2: I just sidetrack for a second and say uh, because disenjoy, obviously
4: I mean, <laughs> we're already we're already
2: moving in a different direction. Did you see Jerry Seinfeld's latest uh, special? Yes, he does a whole you did yes. he does a whole thing on how what is the phrase that you hate so much? Uh, it is what it is. Oh fuck! Oh, yeah. I hate it you so hated much. that yeah. phrase I as long it as it I've so known much. you. And he does this whole bit about how it is so meaningless. Yes, and he wishes that people would stop doing it. And you should, you should see it.
0: Uh, I should also get a little bit of you know. Let me wet my yeah. beak. That's my right? bit. Yeah, that is it is my your bit. bit. Yeah, I,
1: it, because it's like saying, "Oh, air is air.
0: Yeah. It is what it is." You literally. <laughs>
1: Those wasted. are all things I love to say. Anyway. A spouse, if a spouse says that at the exact wrong sign, wrong time, it's the worst possible yeah. thing you can hear. Well, yeah. honey, it is what it is. <laughs> no. Yeah, it sure is. It <laughs> sure <laughs> is. Yeah, sure. Is. So, you know what else anyways, is what it so. is? Uh, You're out. Before, before
0: we get to this first song, um, the the other part of that is so when you talked about you and I both being primarily responsible for the other person leaving, mm-hmm. you stuck around there for a while. Yeah. You had a new partner. You were still working in radio because we all have to have gigs, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, before we had parted ways, though, you were talking about doing voice lessons.
2: Well, I had had been approached by a family to work with their daughter, their young daughter, and I had never done that before. Uh, I'd never given voice lessons before. I sing professionally. I have done a lot of things. Um, but I had not ever tried to teach someone. And so I just felt completely unqualified for something like that. And I told you about it and I said, I think I'm not going to do it. And you were like, uh, you have to do it.
0: I, I Well, and I also think I was like, I, I, you know.
2: You also you told n- me to ask for more money.
0: <laughs> well, you, here's the bit is you are Carrie Noble. And so even oh, if God. you were not, no, I'm not joking. I, I mean that in all sincerity. You are a good enough singer that even if you're just like, oh, hey, try to do this with that, or hey, on this run, do that, or hold this note a little bit longer, you don't have to have a certificate in teaching to be able to impart real changes and professional experience to these young kids. And I know they're not all young. I know that you've got some people who are older that mm-hmm. work with you as well. But now you have a business called Noble Voices. Mm-hmm. And if somebody wants to learn to sing, like, so can you do that right now or is that shut down?
2: Can I do... Oh, yeah. Uh, I've been doing um, online voice lessons the whole time. Okay, good. And now we're allowed to be, you know, 10 people or less. And okay. so I'm able to do lessons um, in person again.
0: And it's Noble Voices. If people would like to know more, where do they go online to find out?
2: Uh, Facebook or Instagram, Carrie okay. Noble Voices. Um, you can go to CarrieNoble.com, and there's a little tab that you can ask for more information. So
0: and that. do you know why? Because you told me, like, well, if I'm going to try this, because you didn't feel like you were qualified. You said <laughs> you were going to ask for this an hour. And I'm like... Have you ever had a kid take music lessons at all before? <laughs> because, oh, my God. And then if the big in Japan, internationally celebrated <laughs> artist, Carrie Noble, is the one giving the voice lessons, people will pay. And rightfully so. Yeah. I, you, you, there's not. There are people who are familiar with music theory. There are people who are good, right? My wife's a music educator. Mm-hmm. But then there's Carrie goddamn Noble, okay? <laughs>
2: I mean, well, I also <laughs> had 10 years of classical piano, so I right. do have some... You know, background.
0: I love watching, uh, I think Instagram is where you put most of the videos uh-huh. of your kids singing yeah. and watching some of these young people blossom mm-hmm. and emerge. And so for you as a teacher, that's got to be amazing.
2: Yeah. You know, people who are not coming to me for lessons, so people on the outside who are just following because they're interested in seeing what I'm doing, Um, they'll say things like, So do you have the next, you know, star? Do you have somebody who's going to be on the voice? Do you have blah, blah, blah? Uh, it could not be further away from my goals I'm just not I'm not a star maker so if you're coming to me because you want me to somehow make you a celebrity or a star or whatever there are other people I think who are probably better at that because as you know most of the people who make it it's not just really about the talent there's so much more going on Uh and I'm just probably why I didn't get further in my career is I'm just not that interested so if you want help being what I tell some of my singers is um, there are a lot of great singers, a lot. You go to a music school and you're going to be, you know, one of many completely capable singers. But my job, I hope, is to help you become an emotive singer, somebody who can take a song and make people feel something. First, you have to touch yourself. You know, you have to feel it yourself and get in touch with what makes you love this song? What makes you love this music? And then find a way to be able to really perform it, to to convey that to other people. Because when people leave something moved, they remember you. You know, when they hear somebody sing the song accurately, that's kind of forgettable. You know,
0: well, it, there's it's talent, and then but you know people always ask whether we're talking about sports or even doing this. You know, when everyone would ask like, "Oh, you've been doing this for so long. What would your recommendation be?" And my recommendation is always, you know, hone your craft, mm-hmm. work on the the skill points. But you have to be yourself. Mm -hmm. If people don't believe it, it's not going to stick around. And so you can watch very dynamic players. You can watch very dynamic singers. Almost any field you go into. But if it doesn't feel like them, if you don't believe it, it's never going to stick with you. Mm Mm-hmm. That song of yours I shared on Facebook Mm -hmm, the other day, mm -hmm. I remember the exact moment I heard it because...
2: Wasn't it at Maynard's? Was it at Maynard's? It was not at Maynard's.
0: It was at at Captain Jack's (laughs) in Prior Lake. And I was sitting there with my goofy, somewhat (laughs) Beatlesy haircut that needed to be cut, and I had a Vikings jersey on. Uh, And you came out. It was a cloudy day. I can see the crowd. I can see you playing it. And I just remember within the first few seconds of the song, I was like, holy shit. And it... I've never forgotten it to this day. Mm-hmm. And again, you remember those moments, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. All right, we're talking to Carrie Noble here on The Brian Oak Show. Before we talk any more about what's going on and how quarantine is awesome, <laughs> um, I don't know this artist. And you I, don't? I don't, and I would <gasps> like you to tell me about this artist.
2: Okay, I knew that you were going to say that, because, by the way, you well, asked... Why would you act
0: surprised when I said I didn't know him?
2: Because you asked me to them. come on this, but you didn't actually tell me what we'd be talking about. And right. I was like, I know he's going to ask me... I don't do this with artists. Like I like the music, and it is very rare that I care about their backstory or who they are. Mm -hmm. So the artist is Dagny, uh, and I don't know. I don't think she's American, but I don't know where she's from. I haven't looked it up. I don't care. Uh, I like the music. So she's had several songs of the summer for me along the last few years. Yeah. Uh, She just is one of those like hit makers where her songs... Get me going. And so this is like my song of the summer.
0: She is Norwegian. Uh-huh. Dagny yeah. Norville Sandvik. And I again I've I can't never heard. Believe.
2: I'm gonna I'm gonna get you so deep into the songs.
0: For real? Yes.
2: This is just this is her latest. It's called Somebody.
3: Um, yes, yeah. yes.
0: Now you know that I think a lot of people. I earned a reputation over the years of like, oh, he's Mr. Cool Music Guy. Oh, I oh.
2: know you like. I mean, didn't you just recently post again that horrible Britney Spears song with uh, Will are you, I Am? Are you fucking kidding We've me right now? We've
0: already
4: talked about this. We've already Scream talked about this.
0: Scream and shout! It is. It is. It's it is, horrible. If you listen to the beat now, her fake English accent is stupid. <laughs> it's so offensive. It's not offensive. Oh, it's so offensive. It no. It that jam. Oh. It's one, it's one, it's the, it's, a, it's like a top 10 club banger of all time. What do you think about Dagny though? I think it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I that, so. No, the beats are deep. It's very Euro, yeah, which yeah, I like yeah, yeah. as well. And um, I can't believe I've never heard of Dagny. And that song's brand new. The video just went up on May 1st. Uh-huh. So um,
2: check out Backbeat when you've got some time because that was my intro to Dagny. And, and that came so out it. in
0: May of 2016. I'm, do- I'm doing some deep diving right now. Dagny, D A G N Y, uh-huh. short for Dagny Norval Sandvik. <laughs> Carrie Noble is our guest. Before we <laughs> resume talking to her, we do have to thank one of our sponsors. That would be none other than producer and business partner. Of the Brian Oak Show, Sean Bernard. It's hard for me to imagine now. I know on June first, things are reopening. We can get together in small groups. People are talking about going back to restaurants. I, for one, am still going to stay away. I'm doing curbside. I'm not hanging out inside a restaurant with a mask, trying to get food around the corner. Um, But that being said, even if that weren't the case, the real estate business, which you are a realtor for 50th in France, uh, Office of uh, Edina Realty, is surprisingly brisk.
1: Yeah, especially uh, under the five hundred thousand dollar level, it's still hopping like nothing's happened, except for the fact that now I wear gloves and a mask and bring uh, hand sanitizer with me to any appointments. They've actually the governor just opened up; uh, we can do open houses again, but realtors are being very careful about it. I just talked to another realtor this morning, and she's putting a sign on the door that just says, "You know, we can only allow so many people in the house per per time." And then I always let everybody know like, I'm the only one who touches door handles. I'm the only one who touches light switches. But it's a very awkward way to get to know somebody that you're trying to get to buy a house with you. Well, and also, it's, when, it's when... very impersonal and awkward. And it's just odd. When it's you odd. buy a
0: house, though, like, you want to pop the closets, you want to pop the cupboards, you want to see what sort of medication they have in the. Well, of uh, course, you do. Uh, Maybe try cabinet. it. Maybe try it out. Yeah. What's this
1: purple one? I've never had one of these before. <laughs> Hmm, that was interesting. <laughs> so, anyway, back to the uh, advertisement. Oh, um, right, right. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> so, if you are interested in buying and selling, just give me a call, 612 859 2594. Remember, a portion of everything I sell goes to the Warming House. It's a 50 seat venue, nonprofit music venue. Have you played there at all? I have. No, 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 no. You but it's would great. be fantastic mm. there. 50 seat venue, 40th and Bryant in South Minneapolis in the basement of Farmstead Bike Shop. They have local, regional, and sometimes national musicians that tour this place and play there, and it's so intimate. So you can hear every instrument as a fan, and as the performer, the thing that people always say is, oh, my God, this is so weird without the giant lights where I can't even see the crowd. And I know you've performed in in venues of all sizes, but to be able to connect with the audience, it's one of my favorite places to see a show. I'm on the board of directors there, a little nonprofit mom-and-pop music venue that we're trying to keep afloat through – COVID-19. So please uh, call me 612-859-2594. I will also give you a membership for one year uh, for two to the Warming House.
0: Which, it'll be nice to get out and see live music. Speaking of live music, Carrie Noble, I want to ask you, because I always kind of gave you a hard time about it, but it actually was true. You know, a lot of bands who are somewhat known here like to refer to themselves as big in Japan. Oh, God. (laughs) You were Uh, big in Japan. How does that uh, happen? How does it happen?
2: I was on a label. And uh, a couple times a year back then, um, maybe they still do it, I don't know. They, they would have these summits, these meetings where um, people from the label, at, you know, uh, the U.S., uh, Japan, all of the different places, all the different regions, all, where they'd bring like one or two artists that they felt had the ability to possibly cross over mm-hmm. into another market or whatever. So um, one of the reps brought my album Fearless. To that summit, and the Japanese um, side of the label were like yes. But what's so interesting, and so I ended up getting to tour there multiple times, and it was it was so surreal. And it was so great. <laughs> um,
0: was it like Bill Murray and Lost in Translation?
4: I kind of yeah
2: yeah. And it was really <laughs> weird because um, I mean, for so many reasons, you know, you'd have to put on. I would put on my makeup before we would land because there would be people waiting. Uh, in the queue, as soon as you get through customs, um, carry mania. You know, yeah, it, well, it wasn't mania, but it was <laughs> it was excitement. Yes. Um, but then you know you'd be going to your venue and you'd be walking down the street with with your label rep and your band or whatever, and all of a sudden somebody would come up to you and they would want your autograph, and you realize they were waiting for an appropriate time, so they'd been following us, but they're so respectful that they didn't want to interrupt, and so they would just be very like on the side walking until there was a a lull in the conversation. Then they'd come and they would have like a a tablet and a Sharpie ready for you. So it was just like, I want to take up as little space as possible in your day, but I have come prepared uh, with your album, with a Sharpie, with something for you to write. So, I mean, it was so thoughtful, so awesome. Um, But my music is really like more lyrical. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not about big production or, you know, hits. Um, So you don't really listen to Carrie Noble music because you just like the beat. You know what I mean? Or something like that. So what was so interesting to me was what are the people in Japan responding to? Because they couldn't understand the majority of them couldn't understand the words that I was singing. And after shows, you know, I would have people coming up to me and with my translator there, they would tell me that the music just made them feel something. And that goes back to what we were talking about earlier on. It's one thing to be able to be a good singer it's Mm -hmm. another thing to make people feel something
0: that's that to me that song i talked about so for people who have not heard it before loves me crazy Mm -hmm. is the song that i already liked carrie noble quite a bit Mm -hmm. and i'd only seen her a few times this was the song that made me understand just what sort of sorceress you are when you sit down behind (laughs) a piano and i know you think that's overstating it but if even if i didn't know what the words meant to me, it's belief. Like yeah. you were being you. You yeah. were not only talented, but you were letting it all hang out. Yeah. And, and as an artist, that's a vulnerable uh, a position. That that takes bravery, and that's not something everybody does. And so I think that's probably why they responded. When you talk about it not being big production, so maybe there's not a bunch of lasers, and <laughs> maybe there's not a bunch of dancers on the stage. True. But you know your not way. Yet. You know your way around a piano, and you sing in a very. Heartfelt, believable way. I'm not surprised they responded so well. My question is this: I'm not been to Japan, but I've heard the Japanese audiences, even in bigger shows, uh, or at least maybe this is the way it used to be, incredibly quiet during the course of the performance, and then not a hundred percent sure when to start clapping when <laughs> yes! it's over.
2: Well, I had this horrible moment. I felt so badly because we were performing in this theater, and there was like a towards the end of the song, there was like a hard stop. And then after a couple beats, we're back in, right? Right. You know, and it's meant to be dramatic. And and so when we did that hard stop, they started to clap. And so when the band came back in, it was like all the air got sucked out of the room. I think there was embarrassment. They felt terrible. They felt terrible. And for the rest of the show... It just felt like we were working so hard to try and earn their trust. Like I promise, I will never do that to you again. Yeah, it was hard. Carrie Noble tricked us. I know, she tricked us. It was, yeah, it was hard. You know, talking about like putting yourself out there as an artist, I was thinking about you know coming on today and and talking to you and uh, just thinking about how as I get older, you know, in my music I've always poured myself out and tried to tell the truth as best I can. Um, But in social media, I have really kind of backed off. Uh, And I think in our culture, we try to be strong and bold and big and whatever. And as I get older, I'm just realizing I am more sensitive than I used to give myself credit for. um, Because maybe I used to think it was a weakness. Uh, But I can't take it. So like even when you originally asked me a a long time ago, I think when you were first launching this podcast, Mm -hmm. you were like, would you ever be interested in doing this? I was like, yeah, for you, I would. But just so you know, I don't think the people that listen to you want to hear me because I don't really feel like I fit into the normal kind of audio uh, the person that they want to hear. That's just m- my own thing, whatever. I understand, I
0: understand. Um, I don't know what the normal person who listens to the Brian Oak show <laughs> is, but... but
2: I think I'm too mainstream, I'm too normal-seeming or whatever, and that's that's how I perceive myself. Right. Uh, and so then I just think about the fact that you put your... I would consider you to be very sensitive as <laughs> well, and yet you are you are on all the time. I don't know how you do it. Because as much as, you know, you get this this feedback from strangers and Mm -hmm. uh, so much of it might be positive, then you get the the few that are really loud Mm -hmm. that is not positive. And even though you you think on some level, like, just don't care because I don't even know you, you know, so it doesn't matter. But you do, but I do care. And I I wanted to know from you, I know this is you supposed to be asking me questions. I don't mind. How do you... (laughs) How do you deal with the fact that you put yourself out there so much and you care obviously so deeply about so many things? Right. <laughs> well, how, there's do that. Not, how do you not? <laughs> how do you not take it to heart? Um, I just, I just hide a little bit. Yeah.
0: No. I. You know, you and I talked about this once when we first started doing the show together about a year in uh, after doing twenty five years of radio and. There's nothing you can't say, even if it's simply the two words, good morning, that mm-hmm. won't rub somebody the wrong way. So after a while, you become kind of immune to it, unless it's somebody smart. Like if somebody mm. smart and intuitive comes in with something real specific, yeah. sometimes that'll sting. Sometimes that'll <laughs> go between the ribs. Who and- did you get
2: into a, tr- a Twitter roar with that was like an old game show host?
0: Oh, Chuck Woolery? Chuck
1: Woolery! <laughs> <laughs> no way! Yes. Did. I didn't know this. Oh, I Chuck, was so God. classic Oak.
0: Chuck, Worley, Chuck Woolery has become um, <laughs> like a James Woods type, ultra conservative. Like, And I got uh, nothing against people on the right. They, we're all entitled to our opinions, but he's cuckoo in the cabeza, right? Yes, like he's yes. not like a normal dude. And I, and what's weird Which is- Which
2: who knows that besides Brian Oak, right? Well, because I mean, I if saw you him say Twitter, Chuck Woolery, it's
0: like- I have no idea. We'll be, two and two. We'll be two back and two, in two and two. Right? Yeah, exactly. A love connection. <laughs> um, because I saw him writing these things, I'm like- what sort of like you're a man who had a successful career in entertainment? How you, you there have to be some <laughs> thinking parts in the head still, unless you took a powerful blow at some point with a shovel to the back of the head. So, yeah, fast it,
2: forward to a Twitter, yeah, a th- Twitter th- that, that was that was
0: very brief. But to answer your question, um, it does sting sometimes, yeah. But I also one of the great things about getting older is not giving as much of a shit anymore. I remember early on. So I, and part of my, my point that I was making is when you and I first started working together, you know, we got a couple of stingy emails mm-hmm. or tweets. Mostly <laughs> really,
2: directed at me because well, but, I was the but, new one. But
0: you took them to heart. and Yeah, because they're like, well, what, why is Brian working with her? Right. And I'll tell you right now, for the record, all you fucking haters, Carrie Noble oh rules. Yes. <laughs> she fucking rules. But, but back then, I remember having to say, this is not going to get less. This will mm-hmm. always happen. There will be people who think you're not worthy. There will be people who think that you're not smart. There will be people who think that you're not qualified for the position you hold. At the point you and I started working together, that had been happening to me for 15 years. Mm. And so I don't know that you ever get past it. And on social media, it is such a cesspool out there. It's so gross. It's super, super gross. And I, so I don't, I don't take any of it personally. And what I try to do, well, like I played Nicki Minaj the other day because some guy came in hot and I'm like, (laughs) fuck you. And also like, so I don't, I don't ever start with that approach, but if someone comes in, Using the the anonymous nature of the internet, mm-hmm. the sort of distanced nature of the internet as a comfortable platform to be a piece of shit, then I have no problem firing back with both barrels.
2: Well, and surely they know what they're getting into. Maybe what, I mean when you maybe <laughs> they follow you, unless they're my dad who like <laughs> yeah. never sees any of your posts. <laughs> Remind me, by the oh. way, note to self: tell my dad never comment on anything that oak. Okay-
0: well, and also, but now here's the deal, because I know him personally. I don't know him well, <laughs> uh-huh. but I've met him.
2: And you know his name, so hopefully Right. And Right, but he also,
0: he comes from a place of kindness. Even if we disagree, I don't mind disagreement. Yeah. I don't mind conversation. What I hate is black and white, broad strokes, just coming in hot onto something nobody invited you into. Or if everyone else is enjoying the moment, and you come in, you're like, I'm going to Piss on all this, <laughs> which seems to be very popular on the internet yeah. these days. By the way, yeah. please tell your dad he can't listen to this episode. I'm sworn <laughs> too much. Okay. We're talking to Carrie Noble. And before we get into this next song here and you tell us about the song, I know that you are spending your rather significant talents helping others to find their voice, which I think is pretty, well, for lack of a better term. Oh,
2: don't. Don't do it.
0: Important. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I really didn't intend to do that on purpose. Oh don't.
4: Before we do that,
0: are you still giving yourself? And I know everyone's always like, "Oh, what a great time to take up a new project! Mm. Oh, what a great time to learn karate! What a great time to learn (laughs) some language!" And I haven't done. Any of that stuff, you know, I focus on this. I work at the record store, and I just, I don't feel that deep inspiration. I think we're all getting COVID brain, but you, as a musician, who is a very, you're a very expressive person, are you writing any music? Are you giving yourself any time to devote things to, that matter to you?
2: It's not how it works for me. I'm not like the kind of writer where I give myself the challenge of writing every day. I only write when something kind of burbles up, you know, and I can't not. I've tried to quit music so many times. I've tried to. And and you probably the more musicians you talk to, you've probably heard them say that, too. It's like there are some times when you just feel like I wish I could be somebody else. I wish I could do something else because it's it's, you know, sometimes it's exhausting to always have your emotions that close and to want to spill everything all the time. Um, but I can't quit it. I can't silence the muse. But the but the muse doesn't always show. So, like for example, in this kind of um, setting, we got a we got a puppy that we had been planning on getting six months ago. So we just so happened uh, to get it the night before the lockdown, right? So it's hard to write songs when you have got a freaking puppy uh, that wants nine, you know, oh like wants all of your yeah. attention. So no, I haven't been writing. Um, but I don't feel sad about it because when I because at, at almost forty five years old I know I've been doing it for so long that when I have something to say when something needs to come out it just will
0: okay and and it's different for everybody that's mm-hmm. why I love you know long before you and I worked together uh, I liked picking your brain because I like to know since I can't make music I probably could if I tried but ugh. Um, could you <laughs> wow. I'm kidding,
4: I'm kidding.
1: Kind of she's I'm
0: kind of eating.
4: kidding.
0: I miss you so much, <laughs> Carrie Noble. I can't tell you, but you know why you and I worked uh, well together. You never fell for the fact that I was Brian Oak. You mm-hmm. never once decided to call me on my shit when my shit was very, very evident. You also introduced know. me to the term poo-poo pies. Um, <laughs> tell me about God. the... So we're going to hear one of your songs. Uh, tell me about this song.
2: Let's bring the fun way down let's, for this <laughs> next
1: song. Here's the cry moment. Yeah. No, oh, this, is a,
2: this is a song that I wrote. It's on my on my latest EP called Hurricane. And it's... I think the song... Where, yeah. would,
0: where would people get Hurricane if they were interested in supporting Carrie Noble?
2: Everywhere that you can get music so the internet or not in stores not in the store you work right, at right, right? okay but, well um, great <laughs> com, iTunes Instagram I got it All uh, right. Instagram no um, Spotify that's
0: there we go okay cool
2: um, it's called Broken Pieces to me songs end up feeling a lot like photographs of different snapshots in your life and I think Broken Pieces is the most current uh, snapshot of kind of where I am today
0: it's Carrie noble on the brian oak show Real toe tapper there for my friend Carrie Noble. (laughs) I told you. (laughs) Thanks a lot, Carrie. So I mean, but but you know, you brought up a really good point that we're going to get to in a second here about introspection during this time. I'm still doing your prep. I (laughs) (laughs) I had to say it. I'm sorry. Why would you apologize? (gasps) You know that's what. Because it's your show. It's not
2: the Oak and Carrie show. It's (laughs) just not yet. Not
0: yet. It's not. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. Now zero percent chance that happens. (laughs) Um... Maybe, mm-hmm. but anyway, I just, I want to make sure before we get to talking about Busters on 28th, our other sponsor on the show, you know, broken pieces, I think it's really, really important to reflect on where we are and who we are and how we feel and how this is sort of, oh God, last week on the show, I went off about my phrases that I hate the most right now. <laughs> you can't turn on the radio or the television without, in these uncertain times, mm. in these unprecedented times, <laughs> now. Now. More than ever.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Oh,
0: God, I gotta hate it. But "Broken Pieces" is a heavy name for a song. Are you doing all right?
2: Yeah, it, yeah. The opening line is "I've got broken pieces, but I'm not broken anymore."
0: Okay, all right, good, good. Just well, there was a lot of chit chat going on during the That's song true. too, so I wasn't really <laughs> able to listen too closely to the lyrics before we get back to Carrie Noble. Uh, it's the Brian Oak Show. This is episode fifty-eight. Buster's on twenty-eighth is a restaurant three blocks from my house. It's in my neighborhood, and. In these unprecedented times, Uh, restaurants, although they're supposed to be able to have outdoor seating and limited, uh, you know, availability indoors as of June 1st, which is just over a week away, it's still a challenging time. That's not, restaurants and small neighborhood mom and pop shops operate on very limited margins to begin with, and 50% is not going to cover that margin. So we're asking you to, whenever possible, if you have the means, do curbside, not only because their food is excellent, which it is, and now they have beer and wine pickup available at the curb. But they're really good people, right? Like you and I decided, Sean, early on, we're not going to take any sponsorships from jerk faces.
1: No, we do not like jerk
0: faces. We at all. hate jerk faces. And it turns out the people at Buster's, in addition to helping that community right by Lake Hiawatha, they're actually really good people and they do a good job.
1: They do. And the other thing I was going to mention if you do curbside, please, please, please tip well. And maybe I shouldn't have to say that, but I'm saying it anyway, that please tip your servers and people that are working their tails off and wearing gloves and switching out the gloves every single meal and doing everything they're doing. Please have some consideration that they're not just lucky to have a job. They're people that are working their tail off and... And just aren't making the same kind of money right now.
0: Talk about margins. I mean, tips are a huge part of what it means to be a cook or a server or a dish person or whatever the case may be. And it, you shouldn't have to mention that. But I think people are like, oh, I ordered online. Everything's taken care of. I'll just yep. kind of, bing, bing, throw, throw a fiver at them. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Busters on com. They're good people and regular supporters of the Brian Oak show. Carrie Noble, um, this has actually been better than I expected. Oh. And, uh, no, and I expected, I, I expect, <laughs> oh, now I'm being rude? Wow. Now I'm being rude? <laughs> ah, well, um, and I expected great things, mm. but it's really wonderful to see your face. Before we get to our final song here, um, you brought up a really good point that I think comes out of the last song that we heard there, Broken Pieces, in We talked about it a little bit at the top of the show that, you know, people are like, oh, man, I'm using this opportunity to write the great American novel or, you know, even me asking you about writing music. Well, you got a dog, by the way, at the right time. Mm -hmm. Talk about the perfect time to get a puppy. Lots of walks, lots of things to distract (laughs) you. Um, But, you know, there's there seems to be this pressure or at least this presence of if you're not using this time to better yourself, to change yourself, to learn a new language, to write the great American novel, to finally carve that birchwood canoe, whatever the case may be, that you're somehow... how you know?
1: There's so- always something like that that he throws in where you're like, what the hell is yeah, going on we- with your brain?
0: <laughs> because I've always wanted a birchwood canoe. I know you have. Um, and uh, I like canoeing. I actually do. <laughs> um, but that's not going to happen. And it's not happening for me, the amount of time I spend either reading Watching television, just laying on the couch, staring at the ceiling and thinking, but I don't feel like I'm wasting the time. But you brought up an excellent point that there should at least be time for self-reflection. How could somebody not have time for self-reflection? And maybe, again, I don't think you have to adopt a new philosophy. I don't think you have to learn more advanced stages of yoga, but learning about yourself This seems like an ideal time for that.
2: Listen, I think that what I've noticed is people feel pressure, like you're saying. People feel pressure to learn something or to do something that they didn't have time to do before. Um, And that pressure is not necessarily helpful or motivating for a lot of people, right? Um, And what we end up doing is spending a lot of time talking about what's wrong. A lot of time about how we don't agree with how things are being handled or can you believe this stupid person did this or I can't believe that dummy, blah, blah, blah. And it's so easy. It's the lowest hanging fruit. And to complain about all of it, I understand it. The the negative stuff is so directly impacting all of our lives. How do we not talk about it? Of course, we're going to. It deserves a seat at the table. But, you know, I think because I have three dogs, I spend a lot of time walking them. Uh, I, I spend a lot of time thinking about this stuff. And I think, what have I learned about myself that I didn't know going into this, you know? And then as I think about that and I come up with my own answers, then, of course, you know, I get home and I say, hey, babe, to my husband, you know, like I was just thinking, blah, blah, blah. What what do you think you've learned about yourself during this? And then we have a whole conversation. And usually, um, you know, I've asked my family. I've asked my friends. It takes a minute because it's not what we naturally go to. We're not always looking for the thing that we have learned, you know, but eventually you get there. But what I found is some people's answer is, uh. I don't think I've learned anything about myself out of this other than, you know, I can't wait for it to be over because blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden you're back into that loop of negativity. And I think that it's a missed opportunity and it's an opportunity that is important for our mental health. It's an opportunity to be grateful and to use something that we are so powerless over um, to learn about ourselves. You know, for myself personally, I'm just I realize that I need a lot less than I think I thought I needed, and I have so much more than, um, than I knew I had.
1: So do you think it's revealed people's character?
2: That they don't get there on their own? That they don't I'm just saying
1: that, that if they're crabby pants right now, mm. is it revealing who they really are? Because I've seen, what I've noticed is that there are the people that were already pretty grateful people mm-hmm. who are like, you know what? I'm going to count my blessings mm-hmm. that I've got a still got a healthy wife. I still got healthy kids. My dog's okay. I've got my bills paid. Are, are we really just revealing these people that were already so negative and now they have this platform in which apparently it's okay to just puke all, all over everybody? Mm-hmm. You know, do you think it's revealing character that was already there? It's just been taken to a different level.
2: I just, I try, I, I, I'm not always this, you know, I'm not always here, but I try to not really believe in, in um, villains and good guys, you know, and I think that even the people who seem like bad guys, um, revealing their nature to be these complainers or these negative people or whatever, I think that there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of not being in control. There, There are these fundamental things that nobody's had to deal with before on this level for a lot of people. And so it may seem like an easier uh, kind of go to for them, but maybe they just need someone who can, you know, talk to them and get them to think in a different way. And I don't I mean, just my own little personal study, uh, my little social experiment. No, not many people are asking those kind of questions. And so how can a conversation like that, how can a shift in consciousness happen if nobody's really having that conversation, or not many people are.
0: I, uh, I'll admit that I am something of an opinionated individual. Uh-huh. No, it's true, no, Carrie. I... I know, Carrie. No, I know. I know it but comes, I knew you. I know it comes as a shock to you. Um, and, I, you know, when you talked about the online thing earlier and putting it out there and being frontal, I really try not to lead with negativity. But then I see the fact that somebody just such a such a self-aggrandizing individual decades of proof of it like Jason Lewis is suing Governor Waltz because right. he can't campaign properly amidst the COVID-19 thing. Yeah. It's straight pandering and I try I try to let that stuff roll off the back mm-hmm. and I really do try to not feed the trolls on Twitter. You'd be you'd actually be proud how often I don't <laughs> feed the trolls. But then I see something like that and I just every once in a while my heart wells up and I'm like Gah! And yeah. I, just, I like I put it out there, all the barrels and all the... Fire everything we've got. Fire everything yeah. we've got. And I can't stop myself. And, um, and I don't think that makes me a hateful person. I think it makes me a frustrated person. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, because what he's doing is clearly political when what we're trying to do is social distance and save lives and i think that within that there's a reasonable conversation to be had right mm-hmm. like we can we can stay at arm's length we can find a way to slowly get things open i don't want businesses to fail right. i don't want people to suffer i don't uh, I, you know i i after i got fired from the current i had to go on unemployment for a long time sadly that account is dried the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do but i'm fine i'm actually good right now um but I I don't like to be that person. But every once in a while, you see something so stupid <laughs> that you can't stop yourself.
2: Well, hopefully there's a little bit of balance, right? Hopefully there's some balance. And as much as you might rage... On the machine, yeah, uh, maybe what we don 't get to see are those tender, quiet moments when you 're weeping quietly and rocking back and forth about <laughs> how fortunate you are to have some of the beautiful things in your life, like a daughter who is such a rock star
0: she is a rock star um,
2: that brings you I know such tremendous pride and joy
0: absolutely no, no, and i try to I try to express as much positive stuff as possible online mm-hmm. as well I just and I, I I try not to be that reactionary, but every once in a while. God damn, some people are stupid. Um I and but no, I am. I'm actually thankful. And uh, I am and trust me, anybody who's ever listened to the Brian Oak show knows that I have these tender, quiet crying moments because they happen <laughs> almost every goddamn show. It's a spoiler alert. I know I'm just trying to make sure that my day to day life isn't a silkwood shower. Okay? Mm-hmm. I yeah. just you know what I mean. <laughs> Carrie Noble, um, you are wonderful. Carrie Noble Voices, you can find it where? Instagram?
2: Instagram, Facebook, dot com. There's a little tab there for it.
0: If you go to Instagram or, pardon me, uh, Spotify as well, you can check out your latest EP, which is called? Hurricane. Hurricane. Very good. Um, Before we go and we hear this last song, I just wanted to make a quick mention of the fact that I have not had a chance to devote any time to it whatsoever. Mm. But Fiona Apple, who, she just dropped her first Mm -hmm. album in eight years, Mm -hmm. and she is... Complex. Yes. To say the Great very word least, for her. she's very complex, uh, not simple. Which I don't think. Which is
2: right up your alley. Is well. <laughs> That's how you like them.
4: <laughs>
0: I like them intelligent. Mm-hmm. I like them talented, and I do like them complex. Which is probably why you and I are friends,
4: hey! <laughs> Carrie Noble.
0: Um, huh. But she hasn't dropped an album in eight years, and I haven't had a chance to listen to it. But I'm now inspired enough that sometime in the next few days. I'm going to go home and spend some time with it. It's called Fetch the Bolt Cutters.
2: Mm-hmm. Great title.
0: Oh, it's a really good title. <laughs> and everybody who's reviewed it so far has nothing but brilliant things to say about it. So we're going to end with some Fiona Apple, but not one of the new ones. We're going to go back a little ways.
2: Yeah, we're actually going to go back. It popped up in like some sort of shuffle while I was cooking the other night. And I was like, oh my God, I forgot about this song. It's so good. Why try to change me now? I feel like it is my song. It is the song that totally... Uh, sums me up because I think uh, I do a lot of changing my hair. My, I'm a vegan now. I have like so many different things that I have gone through. Is
0: that, that why I, your skin looks so good? Probably. Okay. All right. Just uh, put
2: yeah. No, but I like to change. I'm always bored and I always like to change. And yeah, you so do. There are some fundamental things that I don't change, but everything else. Yes. And everybody has an opinion. about my hair, about the color, about what I eat, my faith, whatever it might be. Everybody's got opinions about it, and this song speaks to me because it's... Why try to change me now?
0: Uh, uh, Trust me, having spent... Five hours a day, (laughs) face-to-face with you, Monday through Friday for nearly four years. I learned that lesson very, very early on. Sean, thank you very much.
1: Thank you. Don't forget to mention the totes. The totes Uh, are coming. The totes are coming. Oh, I forgot. We ordered tote bags for our uh, Patreon members. We did. This is big news, Carrie. Wow. I mean, freaking next level right here. Here's what
0: I
2: carry my stuff around in. Oh, boy. You need a new one.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, that's why we got new totes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Fuck that place. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Let's get out of here before we say anything that's... I don't know, libelous or illegal completely. Thank um, you for having me. Carrie, you, you'll come back again, yes? Sure, anytime. Okay, very, very good. Um, I mean, I still have opinions about Carrie, but I've decided now's <laughs> not the time to
1: share. I them. did not unenjoy her being here. Oh, Aww. my God. I believe it's called disenjoy? <laughs> yeah, disenjoy. Oh, disenjoys. that's what it is, disenjoy. Get it right. Okay, sorry about that. Get the wrong that. word right. Please. Jesus, shot. <laughs> I didn't disenjoy that, All right, which well, means please. double negative back right. to A. Okay, if yeah, you got didn't
0: got disenjoy this particular <laughs> episode, feel free to find it on Spotify, Apple, or um iHeartRadio and share, amplify and as always thank you very much to all of our Patreon members AudioQuip.com Thank you very much Carrie Noble. Thank you. Good to see your face. Fiona Apple, why try to change me now on The Brian Oak Show.
5: So I walk in the rain. I've got some habits, even I can't explain. I go to the corner and I end up in Spain. Why try to change me? I sit and daydream. I got daydreams galore. Cigarette ashes, there they go on the floor. Go away weekends. Leave my keys in the door. Why try to change me? People talk and they stay, so I try, but that can't be cause I can't see my strange little world, just go passing me by let people. Brown, you know I love you till the moon. people talk and they stare so I try but that can't be because I to change me Why would you want to change me Why try to change